0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business,
1: Sam Matora. I'm seeing hexagons everywhere. (laughs) Sam, I am
0: so excited for tonight's episode. Everybody out there, you've been asking for it. When we announced it, you've been waiting for it patiently. Well, here it is. We are joined by a very special guest the one the only ryan airy ryan thank you so much for taking the time to be with us tonight
2: hey guys thanks for having me it's an honor
0: the honor honor for us stop it it. no you 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 no you 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 uh so you may have uh, i'm assuming you have if you're listening to this you've checked out ryan's stuff on screen crush uh on youtube and and a bunch of other things that ryan's doing which we're going to talk about tonight and I think the thing that differentiates this interview, this bonus episode over other ones that we've done in the past is we decided that we're going to take a little bit of a different route tonight. So we are going to do our standard interview. We're going to skip the rapid fire tonight. I know everybody's disappointed there, but uh, we decided to forego the rapid fire. Instead, we're actually going to do a little bit of our normal show tonight and do some nerdy news with Ryan Airy. Cannot wait for that. Uh, Ryan, again, thanks for agreeing to that uh, because now you're
1: here there's no going anywhere this i'm in here, it hey this you're part it. of the we pod squad now that's this is it, it. i'm oh, relieved man.
2: that it's uh that it, the podcast is audio only so i can <laughs> so i can get up play with my dog go to the bathroom whatever and no one will ever know
0: yeah very <laughs> well, true yeah. full disclosure uh i'm wearing a michigan hoodie ryan came on the first words out of his mouth <sighs> <Yeah>. interview <laughs> over
2: <laughs> well i can't be seen next to you that's the problem
0: <laughs> as uh as some of you may know ryan's from ohio so there's that i probably should have done a little bit more foresight as long
1: i don't own anybody See, i, I thought you did it on purpose actually so I, just, <laughs> I didn't say anything in the beginning i was like oh i see what he did there no no that was that was completely well unintentional.
2: i'm not i'm not i don't really follow the sports that close it's just it's yeah. more the optics it's like you know
0: yeah being, being, a, being
2: alongside a person <laughs> such as yourself wouldn't doesn't play well back home
0: well, I, I had a T-shirt on underneath that I thought would have been appropriate for the show, but then uh, I turned my heat off so we didn't get like a lot of background noise. It was a little chilly, so I put a hoodie on. I have the uh, I have a shirt Sam actually got it for me for Christmas. It's Bill Burr. It's called "Bout." It says "Bounty Hunter" from his character from The Mandalorian. on
2: it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Bounty, Bounty Hunter. But know, no, let's talk, he- let's talk more about the
2: heating in your house. That's that's why we're here.
0: It's literally right there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's So. I think the people the people really want to know is about your HVAC system
0: tonight. Well, right now it's on 68. It's generally 72. All right. Ryan, let's dive. Let's let's dive right into this. Uh, We've watched you all on Screen Crush amongst your other projects, but everybody's kind of got to get a start somewhere. And we want to know how you even got yourself into like that nerd and pop culture scene. So tell us your superhero origin story. I wish it was exciting.
2: Like, I really do, like, it, it's, it's the most, like, like, most jobs you ever get, it ends up being just like, oh, yeah, and then I kind of started doing this, so um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I worked at a summer camp for 10 years running the video department and, like, right, teaching the kids how to make short films, and um, doing that, you know, I, I majored in media studies, but whatever, like, it's not a real, not a real degree, you know, it, that did teach me how to be analytical, like, some of our assignments were to analyze sure. the company okay. to murder she wrote things like that. Um, So, yeah, I did this, the summer camp thing, which really gave me, I mean, I worked on literally hundreds of short films with the kids. So you really learn to distill what makes something work or not work. But also during this time, you know, comic book movies blew up huge. I'd always loved them. I mean, I used to, when we would rent Superman or Superman two, three or four when I was a kid, that was an exciting night for me, you know? So I've been like, had a front row seat for this whole thing since the 80s. And then uh, just being around the kids, I would teach classes on the MCU, like just like where we throw out theories and spitball and things like that. So that whole online discourse, online conversation for me actually just started with teenage MCU fans who were like younger versions of me, which is uh, when I look back at it, it's a really cool thing. And never really thought like, that's what I'm doing now. I'm still doing the same thing just with like a wider audience instead of 20 kids. So um, then I started working yeah. at Town Square Media. It's a company that owns Screen Crush just as a video editor. And Screen Crush was doing things like uh, you know, like listicles, like you think you know movies. Here's 10 facts about Quentin Tarantino. You might know that, that kind of thing. I just started making video essays for them, first as an editor and then as a writer. And it just kind of like kept growing from there, you know.
0: <laughs> but did you always have two follow-ups on that? Did you always have the idea or goal of being an on-screen talent? Maybe a VO, but you, I mean, you do a lot of on screen work. And second, do you still keep in touch with any of those kids? Uh,
2: to the first question, I um, I came up, I moved to New York to do stand up. Like I did stand up and sketch in college, and I loved it. And I had to spend a few years in a small town, not being able to do it. Then I moved here to do that. So I've always been like, I don't want to say comfortable on stage. I still get nervous, which is why I stopped doing it for a long time. But I've, I can be on stage. You know, I could still go out if, if the mics were open right now, I could go out and for a month and kind of workshop my set and have a, a good a solid 15 minutes. So it never bothered me to be on camera, but I didn't, I, I always, I'm very wary of being that guy with an ego, you know, like I never wanted to be that person who was like mm, always yeah. want to be on. Cause I think it's cringy. I just think it's cringy as hell when somebody's maybe not the best on air talent and then they always want to be on air. Um, I did it originally. I think I can remember the first video. It was, um, the ending, it was, I think, either the Adventures of Infinity War Easter egg video or like explaining the post credit scene with Captain Marvel's pager. And the reason I did it is because my mm-hmm. mother in law was visiting and I was in a hurry. And I just told uh, the editor in chief of Screen Crush, Matt Singer, who's amazing, it's like, look, I'm just going to do this on camera because it's faster. Because then I don't have to like find B roll for every mm-hmm. little thing. And I did. And I was like, wow, yeah, this is a lot yeah. faster. So that's how it started. And I'm sure if I went back and watched those early videos, I'm probably a lot more stilted and a lot more cautious uh, and careful. And then I think once we got the set and we stopped having the, the blue weird shit moving behind me on the green screen, that's what I got really comfortable. <laughs> you know, just like I'm in my, I'm in yeah. my, my store and it's cause more, cause you're, it's more like I'm playing a character when I do that. Like I'm here and it's my break and I'm yeah. talking to you because this is the source of these discussions that we are all having right now, which is the video story. Yeah. Um, and as for keeping up with the kids, yeah. Uh couple of them interned with me at Screen Crush. And then, uh, mm. yeah, we awesome. still, like, there's a Facebook group that we're on. Uh, one of them is uh, a political activist who's now, like, you know, breaking into Hollywood, doing his best to sell scripts and stuff. So I stay in close touch with him because he's a massive nerd when it comes to all this. He's the one who's always texted me first. Like, did you see Superman and Lois? And I'm like, ah, uh, not yet.
1: <laughs> now, were you a
2: comic book reader when you were growing up? Oh, my God, yes. Everything. Uh
1: yeah. Marvel, DC Marvel or are you everything?
2: Everything. DC Marvel, Archie Harvey, um, hot stuff, Casper, Richie Rich, like in like have a
1: huge Oh, so you, you read everything.
2: Literally back then, yeah.
1: Yeah, like did you did like was Batman your go-to book? Was it X-Men? Oh, was it Superman? Um,
2: it was more Spider-Man. He was always my go-to guy. I loved Spider-Man and I was super into Justice League. I still have um almost nice. the entire run of Justice League of America. I think going back from issue 60 to 220 and then i've got like issue 55 in oh too. wow that's impressive thank you yeah i'm proud of it and then in later years warlord a pretty obscure dc comics character War- oh very cool yeah who like lives in the center of the hollow earth with like all these remnants of sci-fi technology oh yeah swords and wizards and it's just it's a great weird book that no one's ever going to put into a movie yeah <laughs> but but never say never i guess
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as you can see behind me, I'm obviously a huge Batman, animated series fan, Batman fan, and I, you, yeah. are you into graded comics at all? Like, I know my goal is to get, like, a little Batman run from 1 to 11, and I'm only missing 1 in 6, so I'm pretty close.
2: No, I've never collected graded. I, I do have some books I probably should get graded. I've got uh, First Appearance of Wolverine, uh, Silver Hawk, Surfer.
1: Hawk 181.
2: Oh, Hawk 181. Not 180 when he shows up in the last page, but
1: 181.
2: Yeah. Uh Fantastic Four, forty-eight, Silver Surfer, Galactus. I got a really bad condition, like fair. I think is the rating it would have of a Juggernaut's first appearance. Um, yeah, so like and that was through my brother. Actually, you know, my brother is a, a hobbyist. I would say is the best word for it because he was into sports. He was into comics. He did a lot of different things. But when he hit his teenage years, he got more into sports. So all the comics were left behind for me. You know, and I continued to
1: them. And you got all the you got the cool hand me downs
2: i think so too I, he still uh he still will read like he'll keep some books around but like never he never took it to ser- i mean i took it
1: seriously you know what i mean like yeah, really well, I mean, if you have the run like you have that's very serious that's awesome now yeah. w- what are some of your other ventures outside of screen crush that you can let our listeners know about
2: um i wrote a novel that's it's still you know it's on like the eighth or ninth draft it's called don't feed the animals and I've submitted it to a few agents, a few book contests, things like that. It's not ready yet, and I don't revisit it very often. Um, also I also have a podcast called Rick Pulsar, Galactic Night of Space Justice, and that is a space adventure radio play. And we've got we. It's just me. Nice. There's one season out, uh, has been out for a few years, and I've been stuck on the second season for a long time because editing's boring. <laughs> editing's really I I know.
1: Yeah, Greg's our editor. Yeah,
2: (laughs) and you got it easy. And you're it's you know two three people talking into microphones like when you're dealing with five or six characters and not even video but an audio play, which makes it even more boring to do. And it's also because I wrote it, and a friend of mine offered to like edit them for me, so I'll probably get those together for him. To do.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Now let's. Let's take a step back. I know we've had a fun conversation so far, but let our listeners know where they can find you on social media. And before you do, uh, everybody, I know his, I know his handle. Get the pens out. It's going to be tough. You're going to have to remember this one. It's at
2: Ryan Airy.
0: R Y A N A
2: R E Y. I know. Thing is, I was the first Ryan to get. Like I, I was just on all the apps first. I don't think I got, yeah. I think Snapchat was my cutoff, but I got the Instagram and I got the uh, I got the Twitter right away. I got my own name. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's me on yeah, Twitter. Is, and then scr- the Screen Crush YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Screen Crush. Um,
0: yeah, I uh, <laughs> I have a pretty common name. So when I went on Twitter, I was like, Greg Hall. Yeah, no, not even. <laughs> so I, had yeah. some dumb, I had to make some really dumb stuff up. now. For you specifically, you're from Ohio, but right now you're in New York City or in New York at least. And theaters in New York are now opening. That's actually as of I believe the last 24 to 48 hours, they're opening to 25 percent capacity with a cap of 50 people. How you feeling okay. about that? Um,
2: I I'm not gonna go, so I'm vaccinated. Yeah, that's just me personally. I'm happy they're open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think though that whatever metric they're using, if they're saying that, oh. Our numbers are low. That's not a good enough reason. It should be the number of vaccinated should be your, mm-hmm. you know, your metric for that. But man, I am just, I'm so excited to get in the theater again. You know, my, the best Christmas gift I got, like maybe in my life, my wife bought us uh, a, a theater to watch. Not she didn't buy the theater. She bought out the theater for the night to watch Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> and uh, it was just the two of us. You know, nobody even came in, no cleaning staff, nothing like that. It was amazing. Just to do that, to just be like, that's awesome movie theater. I can smell the popcorn, you know. Like, I got all the snacks. It was ridiculous how many gross movie theater pizza, <laughs> the crappy cardboard pizza with the barbecue sauce on it, more Ooh. than one kind of candy. And it was just the two of us, like, each. <laughs> like, we just went ham. <laughs> you know, and I was like, God, oh, we could have brought the dog. It's like a
0: $400 night out.
2: It, well, I was thinking about it. It was like, oh well, look how many look how many nights out we haven't had. So it's like right. we've been saving up that money.
1: We got to catch up. That's yeah, funny. I, I we... still remember the last movie I saw in theaters was Sonic the Hedgehog. I haven't been in theaters since. Same.
2: Mine was a Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Ex- apart from the Wonder Woman 1984.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: We, Which is we like this into... you know,
2: obscure French film that was wonderful. It was great. It's not the one you think would be. Uh, we...
0: <laughs> we looked into renting out a theater here uh, in the suburbs to do my daughter's birthday party, her second birthday. We we're going to rent it out. Her birthday is in December. We we're going to rent it out. We we're going to do the Grinch, and they were like ninety nine bucks. I said perfect, and then they said, "Wait a minute, uh, that's ninety nine dollars uh, up front, and then there's another two hundred dollars after." That. <coughs> if you want to bring your own food in, it's a hundred and fifty dollar food fee. Uh, Damn. And also, yeah, I know for two of us. Well three of us Jeez. and uh and then they wow. said if you're here 15 minutes before or 15 minutes after it's an extra 150 dollars wow oh i was my like God, i gotta pay to go to the bathroom after a movie. so we opted not to <laughs> wow do- <laughs> oh my God. that's yeah. crazy we'll tie in this whole theater thing as we talk about uh when we get to the movie section with spider-man and the way they've marketed uh how that's going to be released because i think there's a little tiny bit of interesting kind of I wouldn't call it controversy. There was some interesting marketing around the messaging there. We'll get to that when we get to movies. But when you talk about like this theater kind of cap of 50, 25% capacity, let's say they, you know, were to release a movie like Endgame where when Captain America wields, you know, Thor and the theater erupts, right? You're not going to get that. I feel like – yeah. It's yeah. You know, I still what, know that moment. What's even going to hit theaters that's going to make me want to get to a theater? You know, I mean, the Mutants didn't do crowd. it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Tenet didn't do it. They so. might pump
2: in crowd sounds like it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs> yeah. Black Widow. The Black Widow. It's just the team. guy up in the booth with the levers. <laughs> yeah. It's um, actually good. I like that a lot. Um,
2: uh, I don't know. It's weird because the, the – blockbuster communal experience is fairly new. You know, so to me, like I, the first time I remember experiencing that was Phantom Menace. And even then, we got to experience it every three years, till 2005. And I, I wasn't at the opening night of Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2. You know, I really wanted to see them, but it wasn't like a midnight show event. Whereas now, yeah. at the MCU, yeah. it's Thursday. with Star Wars. So you got to get there the yeah. Thursday before. So you know it's like going to a mini-convention. Um, I, I, so that aspect, that communal aspect has been just amazing. Like you mentioned that endgame moment, there's this video on Twitter where somebody recorded the crowd sounds during that and they edited it and Kevin Feige even retweeted it and said, you know, this, it's only a matter of time for all, awesome. all this together again. You know, um, I like being here in New York and watching civil war. And when, you know, Captain America says, you got heart kid, where are you from? And he says Queens and Cap kind of smiles, says Brooklyn fucking yeah. theater went mental like it was amazing yeah. you know all those moments yeah. and they're not the same on your couch they're just not you know especially no. for me watching no. division at 4 a.m <laughs> to get the videos ready you know i miss that <laughs> so much yeah i can't wait for yeah. us to get back there <clears throat> yeah
0: how how was the experience of wonder woman 1984 and i know it was just a two year. i know you said you loved it and it was great but like What was it like to not have that there when there were, I mean, I don't think what you want about the actual film itself, Mm -hmm. but still, what did you kind of think about just having a theater all to yourself to watch Wonder Woman?
2: It was pretty great. And because as much as I love that big communal opening night, I hate all the other nights when it comes to those films. I hate people being (laughs) on their phones. I hate talking. I've told so many people to shut up in movie theaters. I'm going to get ushers. I'm the guy who's like stood back like, no, the guy's looking at porn on his phone. Hang on. Just wait, you'll see it. Just stand here with me and wait because 'cause you're not gonna walk away like the last guy did. You know, I've almost gotten in fights in bathrooms afterwards. Like I'm a I'm a really strict when it comes to this shit. That's why I love the Alamo Draft Because if you talk, I just throw you out.
1: I, I remember when Greg and I we saw I think it was Infinity War and we kinda of like it was obviously packed jam, we're near the front. And it was kind of near the end of the movie, and there was this girl to our left who was hysterically oh crying. She I mean, crying it was – I've never heard anyone like, – you would have thought we'd we murder her entire family and dogs in front of her. And it was so <laughs> distracting. I was I, I, I almost was like,
0: excuse me. Can, can you – I can't hear what you're saying. And she was next to me, so I had to be oh, the oh. one who got the elbows. She had her knees up on the rail in front of her. She's got her head tucked in like she's at an airplane that's crashing, just tucked down, and she's <gasps> – it, it was bad
2: was she a grown woman no
0: no i would say oh.
2: 21
0: tops. tops tops well that's a grown woman
2: i mean it's not a small child is what
0: i'm saying Right. yes no, okay yeah right. yeah yeah oh
2: right. and this is like as everybody's getting dusted and just-
0: yes it was when <laughs> spider it was more specifically yep. when spider-man got dusted and the yep. entire film there's no music it's just quiet everybody's kind of soaking yeah. it in. And then can you imagine being a person in the back who just hears. Whoo, whoo, whoo.
1: That's, all, that's <laughs> all you for the rest of the movie. That's all you heard was her, her just wailing. I was like, Oh my I God. I forgot about that. <laughs> but, but Sam. Thank same,
2: you. I, I know it ruined it for you guys, but think about that. Like <laughs> what it takes to get that kind of gut reaction out of somebody. Yeah. At the, movie, yeah. You know, the movies, you know, when you're embarrassed to be in front of people and stuff, that's the, that's the effect of yeah. that movie, man, that ending. Like I love, I love the crowd yeah. as much as the movie when it comes to that ending. To be honest, like yeah. hearing oh, same. go, oh no, no! Like when T'Challa got it, and all you know, <laughs> I loved it when people realized, oh yeah, very slowly because I, I mean, I read the comics. If, if you're gonna have a comic, if you're gonna have a, yep. a story where Thanos is getting six Infinity Stones together, you know he's gonna snap his fingers and end half the life in the universe. I knew it was coming, you yep. know. I just didn't think they'd kill a fucking spider. Wow. <laughs>
1: I was just waiting for again when Chris Evans finally got everyone together when he said Avengers Assemble. Everyone's been waiting for it forever. I re- I just remember our entire theater, probably like you were when the Brooklyn New York line. We went nuts, and you didn't hear like the next twenty seconds of the film because we yeah. were just screaming. Yeah, it was absolute madness.
2: Like you're at a, like you're at a you know a football game
1: or a yeah, exactly game, you know exactly. And
2: it's and it's funny because like I you know my wife works in theater, so we see used to see a lot of theater. I just love like when I say that that environment's new, that opening night thing, it's also the clapping and the cheering. I you yeah. just don't get that outside of those first few screenings where people are just so pumped, you know, and so ready to see this. And then when it's good, it, like endgame, you know, it's just yeah. really it feels like a fucking it, present.
1: See, even just that you, you brought up a memory. I remember watching Batman Begins at the ending. He leaves a calling card. When he flips over that Joker, mm-hmm. the entire theater we start clapping, and it kind of, like. It's just moments like that that you will never forget. Yeah. Now,
0: or I, or or in Norbit, when Eddie Murphy, <laughs> I don't
1: know, <laughs> he never. No, saw no, 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 no. Yeah. no, 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 no Norbit here. But I remember. I have to get your thoughts. The
2: last dance. No, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I have to get your thoughts. What do you think about the Snyder Cut Justice League? how excited are you excited
2: i haven't seen it yet
1: no i meant like well again are are, are you one of the people saying are you one of the people saying that it's the same exact movie but but but, or it's not going to be the same movie like i did
2: tweet out like here's marvel's pushing boundaries and dc's recutting a movie nobody likes and i I did i meant and i meant the dc eu right so like obviously dc is doing great stuff on tv like everybody's great and creative and every artist is fantastic blah 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 what i meant by that is like you can see like marvel's doing new shit they're like they're doing just wandavision like presenting a show as a sitcom for three episodes they're really kind of stretching what they can do here's dc going or warner brothers going well we fucked up so let's let's put this thing out you know because you guys wanted it um i i don't like man of steel don't like Batman versus Superman. I don't like the ending of Wonder Woman. I don't like most of the stuff Zack Snyder does. Uh hated Watchmen for very weird, very specific Watchmen-related reasons. Other things about it I liked. I, I don't see how this movie's going to be good. That being said, my God, am I glad it's, gonna, it's coming out. And I am so glad he got to do it, and I'm glad he didn't yeah. take a nickel of their money because those pieces of shit did Same. him wrong. Like I every time I think yeah, about that
1: I get pissed off
2: for him and Debbie. Like I, I just Yeah. You gotta be kidding me what they pulled on him for money.
1: Yeah, I I Stupid money. I, I I read a story where I guess his wife and Christopher Nolan actually saw Whedon's cut and they told him, like, you can never see this film. It'll break your heart. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. Wow. What either. did you think of the first Justice League, by the way?
2: it's a shit show. It's awful. I assume you like, didn't like the.
1: Yeah. I okay, mean, just make it sure. Exactly.
2: But when I saw it at the time, I thought, well, that's a step in the right direction. Cause that's more akin to, I don't think that every comic book movie needs to be like Marvel and jokey and stuff like that. But I, yeah. especially when it comes to the portrayal of Superman, I really think like Superman is not a character that needs a dark and gritty reboot. You know, you can invest Superman yeah. with the doubt and humanity, the self doubt and humanity that they show in man of steel without stripping yeah. him of everything that makes him great. You know, um, that's the, yeah. my main beef with that. And then just the way that Warner brothers has forced this to be structured, you know, they wanted that Avengers money as soon as possible instead of just giving us what we wanted, which was like, int- take all these great characters and introduce them one at a time, you know, give us that thrill of seeing yeah, it come I, together. That's, that's my biggest great. And they've ruined it. You think like they rushed yeah, it, the Justice League out in yeah. 2017 it's 2021 now. They could be putting their Justice League out this year after seeding it with all these different movies.
1: Yeah, it's it, it just a shame that, you know, DC has so many different characters and it's just like you're only focused on Batman. Like, what about Nightwing? What about you want to yeah. bring Lobo or let's introduce <laughs> Red Hood? Like, bring all these characters. Stop re- recycling. Rinse and repeat. Like, come on. It, it's yeah. obvious. I like DC and I like Marvel. But it's just so frustrating as a DC fan, like knowing that the, the comics, the good stories that are there. And you said in the beginning, DC is great. Their TV, their animated movies, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. I would get their writers to start doing movies because they make them better than the live action.
2: The, the poster on the wall behind you, Batman the Animated Series, for me, that's the best DC outside the comics. Not just the animated series, but the DCAU. You yeah. know, the Justice League, Superman, all that. Like, just incredible. And it was built from passionate people who knew the characters and loved them and told the stories right. Yeah. Um, now that I mean, being said, like just because I didn't like Zack Snyder's interpretation of the characters doesn't mean that it's. I, I mean, I think it's fundamentally wrong to what the characters represent to me and a lot of other people. But like, wh- what if it's great? You know, like that's the other thing. What if Snyder? What if? He, what if it's great? What if we watch this and go, "Oh my god, I know. Well, this, 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 this is what it should have been." Like this seeds all the other movies, and now I want to see the Cyborg and the Flash movie. And I, I, it, it could be. I don't think it yeah. will be. But like, I don't want to go in hating yeah. it because
1: I, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be better than the shit show that we got. Maybe just personally,
2: <laughs> I just don't know. Like my favorite part of Justice League, I just don't like. I don't. I have no idea. Like he's doing a black and white cut, really? <laughs> like, yeah. Is this a thing? Like that we that like Superman and Batman, I mean, we we got that in in old Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Logan's a Western. We it's barely we a superhero it movie and, and it worked, you know, I, but like, yeah. I, I, I always have a hard time like trying to make this point because I don't want to shut off a character from a story or from a genre, you know, yeah. you want to do an evil Superman story. There's a million ways to do it. Right. But if you're going to do so many things in your movie, they're just poorly done and stupid. Right if he's going to make out with Lois Lane in the middle of ruined of Metropolis, that's stupid. And it's not what the character would do. It's not what the character you've shown in yeah. the movie would do. If you're going to have him. And this is the funny thing. When he snaps Zod's neck, I read the arguments online. People are like, well, he had to because the lady was going to die for the late. And I'm like, it's not a documentary. <laughs> like They didn't, they framed it in <laughs> such a way. Like that's a decision that Weird. Zack Snyder made. they, he made, uh, I forget who wrote the movie all of a sudden, but he went and wrote, and Zach said, no, no, let's have him snap his neck. Like, that's a decision that they made to have Superman kill when the movie wasn't about that. Now, had the movie been about Clark being frightened of hurting people, and that's the reason why he didn't reveal his powers, I can understand that. Then you're fitting in thematically. But that's not what the movie was about. It was about like a million other things except that. So I don't think this guy's ever had a grasp on batman and superman whole batman killing using guns thing i think he just likes making action movies and he latched onto certain aspects yeah. of his character yeah. the ayn rand philosophy that he supports and that's the movies that he's made
1: yeah now the last thing i want to say about it mm-hmm. for this is actually bbs my biggest complaint about Zack snyder everything he did <laughs> greg go. knows it's coming because it's my biggest i'll never i'll never accept it, anyone's answer jesse eisenberg as lex i don't care if he's playing his son his cousin twice removed or if it's lex <laughs> It was terrible. Yeah. What yeah. did you did you like him as Lex or what did you think? Uh, I
2: did. I, I think that Jesse Eisenberg might have a good Lex Luthor in him somewhere, but this like uh, this Daffy Duck <laughs> <laughs> like he kept doing all the way through it. I'm like, like, I don't. I, I wanted the guy from the Social Network, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted. I see that like, would've been better. And see, Jesse Eisenberg can act, right? He can act. He yeah, made. He's good. Some good movies. He, he can do it. He can do that icy, cold kind of steeliness, you know? But then, like, yeah. show up bald. Oh, no, I guess he had his head shaved in jail, which is fine. But then he's bald in the in jail, yep. Justice League. And I'm like, why is he still bald? It doesn't make any sense. Why would do that? <laughs> And that being said, like, I can even go through I, I Superman and say, look, Lex Luthor figuring out his secret identity is great. The Batman fight is pretty great. You know, it's a really well choreographed yeah. fight just that it's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. it's such a bad movie. I've done a whole video comparing <laughs> that to Civil War and saying, well, let's, look, here's why Civil War is great and here's why this
0: movie is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's move into something you had mentioned a few minutes ago when you said, you you know, you wake up at 4 a.m. just like the two of us to watch WandaVision mm-hmm. every week. And <laughs> obviously, by the time our listeners are hearing this, which would be Friday, February 26th, episode 8 of WandaVision will be out. So it doesn't do yeah. us a lot of justice to sit here and say, what do you think is going to happen because it'll be out by already by the time our listeners hear this. So instead of going down that route, because there's only two episodes left, I have a couple of other WandaVision-related questions for you. Um, number one, I think the obvious and easy one, You know, if s- someone has never watched your stuff, your weekly recaps, your Easter egg th- theory videos, and doesn't follow you on Twitter when you're asking your, your audience for Easter eggs they picked up and the interaction that goes along there, mm-hmm. if this is just somebody brand new and they said, hey, Ryan. Have you enjoyed the journey so far through these seven episodes that we've gotten? What would your answer be? Uh
2: absolutely. When when, when the big game spot of Wandavision, air quotes because you can't say Super Bowl, when that big game <laughs> spot came out and they showed like the three shows like Loki, Falconware, Soldier, Wandavision, I was like, Wandavision. That's the that's gonna be my favorite one. Cause I was like, I love sitcoms, 50, 60, seventies, eighties. Grew up one watching all those. Um And just I could tell like they're doing it right. They're doing like a different version of House of M. They're going to get weird with it. They're going to have – a. I was really pumped about that. But then they did this great thing where instead of like start telling the story in chronological order like I assumed they would, they just dropped us in the middle of the weirdest shit of like right here in the middle of the sitcom. Each episode of the first three only has like one thing that's a little bit off, you know, one or two things to make you go, "Oh wait." Otherwise, you ju- you're just mm-hmm. watching a sitcom. It turned off a lot of fans who kept coming back, and who were really glad they did when episode four dropped. Um, I just love it. I think WandaVision is more like a comic book than anything I've seen put on screen, because it's serialized, ends on a cliffhanger, it's a slow burn storytelling just like comic books are. In a way that, like even the CW shows, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, um, those follow the templates more of a TV show. You can easily take those shows yeah. and swap out being a superhero for being a doctor or a lawyer. AV Club has a great piece out right now it's to that effect. I'm paraphrasing them, but this is a show that is saying, now let's let's just let's just trust the audience to come to us and give them a comic book.
0: Yeah, I have felt that this is the show that Kevin Feige and team want to make. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, I think there's a trust factor there that, um, you know, for me, I've always categorized it as this. And I say always the show's seven weeks old. So, you know, take it for what it's worth <laughs> in my always. But but I've said it since its debut that episodes one and two to me. And I'm like you. I grew up on those. I'm, I'm thirty two think yeah 32 so i i didn't like grow up with those sitcoms but i watched nick at night like any other kid Mm -hmm. so i loved those serialized uh type of sitcoms and so i always said episode one and two were intriguing episode three was really good but like you kind of just alluded to episode four was a different ball game then you even drop five with with the spoiler we got at the end of that or the tease we got at the end of that man which just broke the mcu better
1: each episode
0: And well, for me, I see that's where I want to make the point is when I say like intriguing and great, I don't necessarily look at them as a scale. I look at them as they've all been amazing. And when you look back on it, it's the type of show that you appreciate the the beginning episodes more now. Yes, that's what I I feel like they've gotten even better since their debut because the way they pull it all together Mm -hmm. in the other six or seven.
2: I think judging from what we've seen in the trailers, too, there's there's footage from the 1950s that are in the trailers that we haven't seen yet. That I think are the birth of that moment when they step into the sitcom, I think that's going to mean even more. You know, when we see like, why, why was August 23rd on the calendar? Things like that, you know? Yeah. I just love that they had that faith in us to not abandon them, you know, to just keep coming back to the well and to take this little journey with them.
0: It's one of those shows where I can't wait to go back and watch it probably towards the end of the year, maybe early 22, when it's kind of had time to di- you know digest and we get all the other MCU shows. And I go back and I watch episode one and I say, oh, I missed that the first time. There's a hint. There's this. There's yeah. that. That's, there's the brooch she's wearing. Ha ha ha. You know, like little things like that. I can't wait for. But do you believe and I think there's um a contingent of people out there that believe it. Some folks think it's a mini series and there won't be anything else. Do you see a potential here for maybe a continued season or do you believe this is a one and done?
2: I think it's a one and done. Um, Same. Yeah. I just, I I think this particular tale of Wanda broadcasting a television reality, Wanda vision, you know where that name comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see them repeating that now. Wanda getting her in series again. Or spinning off into her own movie after Multiverse of Madness, where she's going to be with Doctor Strange, I can see that happening. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure about Vision making it out though, guys. <laughs> just,
1: yeah, come and, uh, on, with, with, <laughs> to Vision, me there was no question. I, yeah, I, I and, never thought Vision. To me, Vision's dead. He's well, been dead to everybody. Uh, Vision's dead. Well, that's that's uh, the what happens F- when he dies. Two, pretty, uh, I don't know. It, it's pretty gross
2: if you think about Episode Two.
0: Oh, yeah. The bedroom scene where they pull yeah. the beds together. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: an, that's the number one. For that. Why when, when, so you, when you go back and think about it, you're like, oh, no.
0: <laughs> right. I was that's just talking love. about going back and thinking how great they're going to be. <laughs> now well, just, here's the, here's oh, the thing. No.
2: I, that's the reason why when I saw him like with the without the mind gem, I thought, someone's fucking yeah. with Wanda. Either someone's fucking with her or that's her own PTSD making her. So I was like, Disney's not going to have Wanda smash a dead robot <laughs> episode two. There's just certain things. Like the reason I think the kids are not going to die, because uh, Disney's not going to be like, "Well, here's yeah. our brand new Marvel flagship show with dead kids." <laughs> they're just not going to do that, you
0: know. Right. Yeah. No, I, they're you know they're setting up clearly for the next the Young Avengers or the next Avenger group with folks, yeah. all of that. That's that's yeah. going to be really fun. But uh, now this one's a little tougher because the other shows like Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier they haven't debuted yet. You know we don't necessarily know what they're going to be outside of the trailer footage and some speculation and and tinfoil hatting. But do you feel like any of these shows and shit, I'll throw in the star Wars stuff like Obi-Wan and all that stuff. Do you think anything that the MCU's phase four is kind of planning has anything to do with continued season? Do you, do you feel like phase four is more of just a one-off miniseries to kind of transition us back into a more traditional film phase five?
2: Oh no, 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 no. I think they're building towards something hundred percent. And I think if you look at it, um, I think it's ob. I mean, I think I said this when I watched Avengers Endgame. The next villain, big bad villain, is going to be Kang, and they confirmed that he's going to be in Quantum Mania. Jonathan Majors is going to play him. It, yeah. it makes sense because, like, if you list Avengers villains, he's the next one we haven't seen. It also makes sense because he's the one the Avengers solved the last problem by screwing with time. Now time is going to screw them back, you know, just like Tony Stark said. In yeah. It. Um, and also like the characters are introducing, you know, young Avengers, and there's a whole arc in the comics with Wanda and Immortus, who's another version of Kang and him manipulating her because she's a Nexus being. I think you can definitely look at a lot of these properties and see Kang as the common threat. Um, now how some of these come together, like armor wars or secret invasion, I have no idea, but... I do think that, like, they're building toward that, toward, like, time and multiverse and reality and all that kind of being in the mix.
1: Now, I was just saying, what's the next Marvel show that you're most excited to see? Um,
2: As a fan...
0: Sam's hoping for
1: something and I, cause I could see him. He's yeah. cracking a smile. I, I don't look because he's, he's an obscure character. Not everyone knows, you know, likes you know, this guy.
2: I, I'm going, I'm just going through the list in my head. I mean, of the immediate ones, I'm a little more excited about Loki just cause I think they're also going to get weird yeah. in that show.
0: Yeah.
2: I haven't read iron hearts. Um, they haven't announced showrunners for most of these, right?
0: No, not Mm-mm. for the ones that are farther off. Like yeah. Sam's most right. anticipated, which and
1: is praying that you say. No, I don't think he's gonna She-Hulk. go there.
2: she hawk has some pretty great writers.
1: Um, yeah, this yeah, was an, you know Sam's favorite gonna, was announced. right around I'm gonna
2: there. cheat. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna look it up. Hold on.
1: That That's fine. That's I, fine. It,
2: okay. it, Sam, I, I, I will it, just bro. tell you.
1: I'll just tell you my favorite. I've been waiting for this character for like three plus years. I'm ready for some Moon Knight.
2: Moon Knight, yeah, Moon Knight.
1: If That's if, they, d- if they do him right, it could be yeah. Marvel's one of the best shows. If they make it like gritty, like Daredevil-ish,
2: uh-huh.
1: I, I think it'd be fantastic.
2: Do you think they're going to base it more on the the recent Warren Ellis run?
1: I I definitely I don't want him to be like thinking he's Captain America. He's he's Wolverine. I'd rather him just be his multiple personalities. He's Steven Grant, Jake Lockley. I I hope he goes that route rather than even like uh, Max Bemis is his new run. I'd rather not him see that route. I don't like Moon Knight in his suit <laughs> in his business suit. I do not. I'm I like my Moon Knight like David Finch drew him. To me, that's Moon Knight.
2: Okay. All right, cool. I'm down for that.
0: I it's, have heard... Uh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I've heard Sam say the words, I don't want Max Bemis' run when he wears a suit. I don't know, probably six dozen times on this <laughs> podcast. So so.
1: In, in, in case Disney's
0: listening.
2: Is Oscar Isaac confirmed for that, by the way?
0: Yeah. And so actually. is Ethan Hawke.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. Yeah.
1: Now, I, I think he possibly could be playing the Wolfman, Werewolf by Night. We'll, we'll see if he actually plays I, that, but...
2: Yeah, so makes sense. you're doing that. You're introducing Blade, you know Agatha Harkness directly saying the word magic. Uh, yep. You know, makes me think is Ghost Rider going to find his way back into the mix?
1: He better. Right? Yeah. Exactly. No. So have,
2: maybe we'll have maybe we'll have the Midnight Suns, You know.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. I would love that. Yeah. What are your what are your thoughts on? Um... I just had a brain fart.
2: No, but it's okay. I'm going to answer the question real quick because I cheated and looked at the list. Miss Marvel.
1: Just because I love the comic, Marvel, huh?
2: Yeah, I love the comic. I just think Kamala is a great character, and uh, or it might be Kamala, yeah. Kamala. I'm not sure. Um, she's she's a great character. I mean, you're talking about a comic that like just takes place over in Jersey, and her first arch enemy is a cockatoo with the brain of Thomas Edison. I'm extremely <laughs> excited for that. Like, that's amazing to me. You know, like. And I don't know, like maybe they'll go more yeah. CW teen drama route with it. I'm not sure. Maybe I won't be as into it. But like as far as like looking at what's on the page and seeing what they could do in the show, it's that. I do think the Loki is going to be pretty great. I think they're going to like I love time travel stories, yeah. reality hopping stories. Another reason I'm excited for what if. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that one, too. Anytime you put Tom Hiddleston as your lead, it's going to be
1: good. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked they got they got my boy Owen Wilson in there. That's right.
2: And a pretty obscure in which one? Part. Oh, Loki. and
1: oh right yeah.
2: he's mobius and mobius yeah yeah because like I, think, you think know, you're gonna get yeah, a i, I can't wait oh we need him for like a bigger role but it's funny like if the mcu would have been a bigger thing in like 2003 then like owen wilson would have played iron man <laughs> or captain america you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Vince now Spawn would have played iron man <laughs> oh, oh God, yeah
2: he would have played oh, some sort of that's so weird we yeah.
0: <laughs> Let, let's transition again we want to respect your time uh let's transition because we have a couple of stories in our normal show rundown so if you're listening to this uh episode that's dropping friday we're pushing our normal episode that drops friday mornings we're going to push that to monday uh because we wanted to fit the ryan airy episode in on, on our normal schedule for friday so any of the nerdy news that you hear on monday's episode and you're like uh why isn't that there? Because that's here. We're actually taking a lot of our stuff. from am going to run down. We're going to throw it here. So let's jump into it, into our television section. Let's talk about Superman and Lois. Uh, so Superman and Lois premiered this week. Uh, it had 1.6 million viewers, the, n- the newest addition to the CW Arrowverse, the CW Verse, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'll start with you, Sam. Actually, what did you think of Superman and Lois?
1: Uh, I will. I won't no, give no spoilers right now. But right, this, spoiler free. By the yeah, way, yeah, th- the first episode surprised me. I I did not think that I was going to like it as much as I did. I feel I like Tyler Hecklin. He did a great job. I think in the crossovers, but I really feel like he found his footing as Superman in this. And he they, th- this like the special effects. It was a lot different than what they did back then in Smallville to now. Everything just looks beautiful, and th- they're off to a fantastic start. Ryan, same question.
2: I'm glad you said spoiler free because I haven't finished the first episode yet. Uh, but it's only because I literally can't Ooh. get to do this podcast. <laughs> so um, <but> the first <laughs> five minutes of that show, I I was so excited. Oh, I mean, you
1: saw the shot? Yeah, you saw the shot.
2: Yeah, I've seen yeah I've seen the first half. of oh. it. For the, that first five minutes, I'm like, this is this is Superman. Like this is how I felt when I was a kid yep. watching Christopher Reeve fly. You know, like they they've nailed it. And the fact that they, and again, spoiler free, the fact that they are taking a, a different route with his story. And, but he's yeah. st- like he's in a different yep. setting and there's different aspects of his life that we haven't really seen on screen before. But he's still true to that moral center. you Because know, what makes Superman Superman is his choices. And I think this show is going to challenge his choices and present him with different obstacles. Uh, and I'm excited to see how he deals with them. And still maintains that that core yeah. aspect of who he is.
1: And and the shot I was talking about, Greg. There's a you know maybe a, the 20 second shot, if that, where mm-hmm. a kid's hat kind of gets blown off. You kind of see him in his old Superman. Shout out to Action Comics one. That's literally right from the book. Max he has what? the green car. He lowers it down. Oh, I got the chills just thinking about it. Mm-hmm.
0: And my, then, mom,
1: my mom made that. Then yeah. he, he puts the card down. He gives the, the kid his hat back. He it said, I like different. your suit. He said, my mom made my mom it made for it. me. Boom, yeah. flies out of there. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to love the show.
0: So okay. I watched it myself. So just a little bit of background for you, Ryan. I'm not the biggest Superman fan in the world. And so um, I, I wasn't into Smallville. I do not care for so far Henry Cavill's portrayal of Superman. We'll see what Zack Snyder, you know, we talked about that kind of at nauseum already. About that portrayal, the real four friggin hour one that we're about to get uh, the, the favorite Superman that I go back to is is Dean Kane. And that's only because I like Ripley's Believe It or Not. So uh, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> it's for no other reason for Ripley's yeah. Believe It or Not. So I went into this very open, very ready to receive Superman, very ready to be into it. And I'm very happy to say that I got it. I got exactly what I wanted from this first mm-hmm. episode. So I had some questions for Sam after I was done. If I say them, they'd, they'd be a spoiler, so I'll say yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I There's can't an say anything. An introduction yeah, thank you. of a, of a D- villain. The only guy. thing
1: – the uh, only thing, other thing I will add, it's good to see Emmanuel Shrieky. She plays uh, Lana Lang. If you guys watch Honoré, she played Sloane. So it was always good to see Sloane coming back.
0: What I'm excited for is I looked through the IMDb page of it. I saw Stacy Farber. She plays Leslie for seven episodes. That's my girl from Degrassi. So, like <laughs> – if if so facto, one of my favorite shows of all time, I'm a Canadian TV show nerd. Uh, I'm super psyched to see Stacy back on TV for the first time since Degrassi, The Next Generation, 2007, baby. Let's go. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'll digress. This is going to sound nuts. But what I kind of akin this show to is Stargirl. And I say that from okay. almost – it's a different perspective. If you took Pat, who is clearly not Superman – it's just a dude and a big robot. But if you took Pat, Pat has a a, the, a past as a superhero, gets married to somebody normal, has children, moves to a small, quiet town. The child gets powers. Superman and Lois. It's the same exact thing, except it's told from the perspective of the dad, a.k.a. Pat, not Courtney. And now we find out that the child, this, that, and the third. So I can see connections there. I think the CW will continue to treat this more like a normal three arc tv show kind of run but i this is the first time where i've watched something with superman in it that i'm like well hell yeah like i can fucking get behind this so i'm ready i have my dvr set for the rest of the series not just gonna watch episode one and bail like i did for a couple of other dc shows sam you i'm in baby
1: hey that's hey i've been trying to get this guy to at least watch the first two seasons of arrow because i feel like they never got better than second season. That was it. Once you lose Manu Bennett his deathstroke, you're out.
2: I like the Rosalind Gul season. It, it was good,
1: but it yeah. didn't beat season two for me.
2: No, I don't think so either. Like that show, there's just too many hours of all those shows. Like it was too I hard to could. keep up with them. You know, <laughs> Legends is the one that like I enjoyed the first two seasons so much. I actually haven't watched the rest of it yet because I like it so much.
1: You know, it, it, I, dude, it's, it's just fun. It is yeah. an absolute blast to watch that show. They
2: said, let's treat every we, episode like we're about to be canceled.
1: Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and it shows every single episode. It's bonkers. Yeah, I, I love it. Didn't Sam, we had a member of that
0: show on this very podcast. Oh, yeah, we did. As a matter of fact. Who was Jonathan it? Sheck, who plays Jonah Hex. Oh, uh, very cool. We had, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was had, awesome. Yeah. So he's the lead singer of the Wonders from the movie That Thing You Do, which is my favorite movie of all time. So then uh-huh. we had to bring him on the show. And he was, he was I nice was nice and to God listening to that song earlier today.
2: <laughs> I, I love that it's movie. One of,
0: <laughs> it's one of the it's yeah. it's the best. Yeah. I love it. So it's actually yeah. one of the greatest soundtracks I've ever heard in my life. And I'm just going to go uh, out, so out and say soundtrack. It. What do you uh, mean? You're not my signing? dad.
2: This really nice guy. Let us in his really nice RV and he's giving us soup.
0: Sign the contract. I'm signing. We're all signing. <laughs> this this guy's got a really nice van. He wants to put our song <laughs> in the radio. Give me a yeah, pen. I'm signing. You're signing. We're all signing. <laughs> you know, nice. the that
2: depression. That's great.
0: Steve's on, baby. I was born to do on, a yeah. Steve's on. <laughs> 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 you got to be quick. got to be quick with me. I'm from Erie PA. All right. Let's Let's move on. Back into Marvel. we would be going DC, Marvel, DC, Marvel, DC, Marvel. But a few things in the Disney-verse uh, kind of drop. So we'll talk about a couple things there before we switch to something on Amazon Prime, which I'm super excited about. Loki finally got a release date. It's going to hit uh, Disney Plus June 11th. It's going to give you just a little bit of wiggle room uh, between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki. Ryan, uh, do you like this kind of boom, 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 boom? They barely let you breathe. Are you looking for a little bit of time here to recuperate before your next show? <laughs>
2: I, I'm, I'm super, super pumped for March 12th. There I don't you know go. what I'm doing yet. I know I'm not working. Uh, I have recently learned to pace myself a little bit because, like, you know, when it shows hot, you're like, okay, well, okay, we just got through a pandemic. We're still in a pandemic. We haven't had any – like, it's been a desert. Let's get this video out, this video. And I was throwing everything against the wall, and I just got exhausted. And I was like, look, just slow down. You know, like, yeah. it's fine. The videos are doing well enough on Fridays. We'll do a couple follow-ups. I'm still writing long form video essays that have nothing to do with WandaVision that take longer to produce. Uh, that being said, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I love the show. I'm over waking up at 3 AM to watch it. <laughs> it's really, really
0: hard. Especially, it's really, hard. especially when Disney plus crashes. Yeah. Like, Did it? Like this week when Disney plus. just. I, I
1: almost, got lucky. It didn't crash for me. I got lucky. It didn't
2: crash for me either. No. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm pretty it pumped about Marvel, but I'm also excited. Sorry to interrupt about uh, Bad Batch, which is coming out between the Marvel shows
0: on May 4th. Right, which is exactly was our next story. So perfect transition. Star sorry Wars: The Bad that. Batch gets a May Fourth release date. Oh, perfect. No, perfect. Perfect transition. It's perfect. Uh, so it gets a, a release date of May Fourth on Disney Plus. And so this is the thing. So Sam and I, Star Wars fans, I wouldn't say Star Wars, you know, fanatics or nothing right. like that. So we were actually looking to you here. Give us a little bit of what we should expect from the Bad Batch. Um, I'm excited about the Bad Batch because we've already seen
2: this you know, a little bit of this time between the trilogies with Solo, mm-hmm. but Solo is more like the tail end of it. You know, Rebels was the tail right. end of it. You know, this is the very beginning of it, which is something that, like, outside of a few really good comics and a couple of non-canon novels, I don't think we've seen touched on. So this idea that here's this group who are the A-team, basically. You know, the A-team are soldiers of fortune who were framed for a crime they didn't commit. So here's your A-team in space going, ah, uh, this doesn't seem right. Like, let's let's not do this thing the other clients are doing right now. Let's break free and do our own thing. So they're, maybe in a way, they're going to end up being like the proto-proto-rebellion. You know, they're the ones who are the first people to kind of work stuff out. Hell, maybe by at one point they'll even... Uh, work out a little, a base on crate, which is the first rebel base that Leia finds in the novels that we then saw in Last Jedi. Like there's so yeah. much potential here to join together like this tapestry between these trilogies. I'm really excited for that.
0: This this might be a tough question to answer, but <clears throat> what Star Wars I think has carved out a niche is they have their live action universe, but they have an incredible CG universe of these shows, Clone Wars Rebels, Soon to be the Bad Batch, and, and a few other things cooking. If you could only have one of them moving forward and the other had to go away, are you watching your Star Wars live action or are you watching your Star Wars CGI? CGI. Yeah. It seems and like I when I look at your Twitter that, yeah. that you're really, really into those CGI shows.
2: Yeah. And I don't I don't love Rebels. I think Rebels, mm-hmm. to me, felt like Disney got their finger in the pie and went mm-hmm. a little too far, little, went a little too Disney with it. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe not, maybe, you know, that's the direction feloni wanted to go. And I thought rebels had a lot of missed opportunities and that they chose to only focus on this one cell and end it before new hope instead of going on, mm-hmm. you know, making it about the rebellion. That's what I really wanted to see. Um, and I can't, I haven't finished resistance yet. I just can't get into it, but I, I will yeah. eventually cause it's my job. Yeah. Um, but clone wars was, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Clone wars. Like I, 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 if you're listening to this and you haven't seen clone wars, uh, finish this podcast, give it a five-star rating, and then go watch Clone Wars. That is the best Star Wars. I didn't really watch Clone Wars when it was first out. It took me a few years to like catch it on Netflix, and I was like, what the fuck? This makes the prequels better. This makes Padme and Anakin's relationship better. This makes Jar Jar better. This is Star Wars. Like
1: this Jar find- Jar better? Whoa. They're
2: genius. There's even a couple episodes of Jar Jar where you go, yeah, it's fine. But, but like... Everything <laughs> in that show, yeah. you know the 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 textures they painted with with Mandalore. They just went to places that, and you can and I, I when in the making of Mandalorian videos when Dave Filoni was talking about working with George Lucas and I started reading about his relationship with him. I wasn't surprised because George Lucas was always at his best when he was overseeing something and then finding really passionate, talented people to execute his vision. And that's what Clone Wars was. You know, Dave Filoni. Is so effective. Mm, yeah. I think, and The Mandalorian has such a large voice of Lucasfilm because he's effectively he he knows what George would want and not want, which is something okay. that Lucas that yeah. Disney ignored <laughs> when they first bought out and started making movies. So no, I go Clone Wars all the way. In yeah. fact, if I had my like my Star Wars lamp and I could rub it, and, you know, have any wish I wanted, one, Brian Johnson would have made the whole sequel trilogy. Two we would have finished all of those other Clone Wars episodes that never got done, that you can see the animatics for that return yeah. novels or, you know, comics and stuff. I was like, why did they stop? You know, like when this new stuff was going on, like why, why just give us the bad batch and Ahsoka, or give us all those other stories, you know, who cares if they've already been told another medium.
1: Yeah. Real quick. I just wanted to get your thoughts just overall. Like, what'd you think of season two of Mandalorian?
2: Oh, that was great. I mean, it's,
1: First season was
2: was really good. You know, we were discovering the character, the world, the setting, Baby Yoda. This season really stepped it up in terms of like that connective tissue. And I think they, yeah. they really put a lot of faith in their audience to go, look, we're going to throw out a weird Jedi that has never been live action before. But she's not a Jedi. There's all this weird backstory. We're going to throw out other Mandalorians who take their helmets off, which you haven't really seen yeah, you know, outside of Django Fett yeah. they they did that, and they I think that the yeah. general audience has responded really positively to that. Ho- hopefully, because they found my channel and I explained all that stuff to them.
0: <laughs> or or counterpoint, yes, but also because one of them's a five-time WWE Women's Champion. I, I think that might there is that, that, that signal yeah. boost might help a little bit. Yeah, that was you know what cool. I mean. Sasha Banks tweeting that out. Yeah,
1: that's that was great. pretty cool. Yeah, well, I mean, once you see the like you knew right away, but oh my God, the chills of that. So like me and Greg, we weren't like huge Star Wars fanatics, but, and I'm on record saying Mandalorian is, is my favorite thing from Star Wars. Like I just freaking love this show from everything to, from the first season, from all like the little cameos that you see to Bill Burr coming in to delivering a performance that I didn't even know he could do. <laughs> and I, 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 that's one of my favorite episodes of the whole, the whole season of uh,
2: this last season. So yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. was great in that. Just the added, tension
1: was there. Oh, yeah.
2: my God. Took a lot of, took a very one-dimensional kind of one-off character. And yeah. really, just, see, this is the thing that, you know, like when, it's, Star Wars is all about shading to me, background shading. It's like when they built the first sets back in New Hope, George Lucas said, it's too clean. Make it dirty. You know, make make everything grungier. And the best of Star Wars is like when you get this indication of something. You know, without having to really go into it too much and extrapolate, you don't want to over explain it. So, you had Bill Burr's character as this kind of like, uh, you know, he's a wisecracking kind of bounty hunter. You think he used to be a stormtrooper, this guy's probably just a jerk. And then they just give you that little, tiny little scene, and they had faith in him as an actor to play that. The other thing that uh, this is doing for Disney is the same thing Marvel's been doing for a while, which is finding these indie directors letting them cut their teeth on the blockbuster thing and then you know in solo movies so like captain marvel uh james gunn had done some stuff but not on the scale of guardians indie directors now with star wars and wandavision they're able to essentially turn tv into a farm system for these directors too they can come in do a little bit of effects work you know get used to things like the volume. And then they get to see how they work with actors, how they integrate with this existing structure and mechanism. And then it wouldn't surprise me if they get their own film, like Bryce Styles Howard directing a Star Wars. film. Why not?
1: Hmm. I, I did like her part. The first episode was eh. her second one was a lot better than her first direct episode.
2: Oh, you didn't like the uh, seven samurai one.
1: My least it's, favorite, it's, it's my least of favorite, favorite out of all of them.
0: Yeah. Of the entire series. I would say too. Yeah. Um, So, with that being said, I I think, you know, as we transition kind of into a a completely different network, I mean, we've done Marvel, we've done DC, we've done it all, but on Amazon Prime, there's a little hidden gem, and I won't say it's actually hidden, it's one of the (laughs) most popular shows on the (laughs) service, and arguably in our entire culture, The Boys Season 3 began filming this week, you know, the story isn't really, wow, great, they started filming, the story is, what the hell do we expect from this season? Now, again, running short on time, want to respect that time, so we'll, we'll go a little quick here. Um, Ryan, what do you think we're going to be able to expect from season three of The Boys?
2: There's there's a, a group in the comics called the G-Men that I think they could bring in. They're like the X-Men, but it's like a yep. weird pedophilia ring uh, that's been perpetuating for years. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if those guys, because they've already got a name drop in the show. I mm-hmm. think you're going to see, God, I just don't know. That's the brilliant thing about the way that season ended is because it can go anywhere from that point. In a way it was like almost like a repot where they kind of set them up. Like this is where we started at, but they put enough new elements in it. Like butcher's kind of off on his vision quest because Becca's gone now for real. And Huey working with Victoria, uh, which to me is the most interesting aspect of the show now. It's like he's literally working for the villain and has no idea, for the pond and everything.
1: Yep, yep. Um, I think I, that I'm pretty excited to see uh, Jensen Ackles.
2: That's right. He's going to play Soldier Boy, isn't he? I forgot about that. Yep. That's mm-hmm. Right. Do you know? Is he? Have they said if he's going to play Soldier Boy from World War Two and like he hasn't aged or is he a new Soldier Boy?
1: I I thought it was the first one. The first point you said. That's what I thought. And, I know that I did hear a story that I guess. They bet Eric Kripke that he couldn't write that one. It was like a uh, like an orgasm or something like that episode. Like it, this can never be done on television, and he wrote that episode, and he said we're actually getting it. And I was like, oh, I, I don't even know what to expect. So I I, I can't wait. This this show is bonkers something
0: that we something that we have really looked forward to since his introduction in the first episode Chase Crawford's portrayal of the deep and I think like Uh that's where this show if there's one misstep and maybe it's not a misstep Uh maybe they're purposely kind of putting his story in the back burner to give him something bigger in the later seasons that's what we want more of we want more of the deep's character that he's kind of just I mean I think given the ending of season two it's on the track to get there given where everybody is but Do you think that The Deep is in for a bigger storyline? And is that something you personally, Ryan, you'd want to see?
2: The Deep was the most interesting character for me in season two, as far as like where his arc was going. Because in season one, it looked like he was getting this break from Vaught and Homelander, and maybe he could be potentially turned into an ally. The interesting thing is that because he's such a callous, self-absorbed human being, he found himself wrapped up in this cult that is only just designed to get him back on top for fame and fortune. Excuse me. Yeah. So If anything, I think that he's only proven that he's even more of a team player. Um, and I don't see him at all. I don't know. Like he's, he's broken with the church. Is he going to try to form his own group? Maybe, you know, like he's proven that he will do anything to get back on top. And he doesn't actually care about being a hero or anything along those lines. So I would like to see him maybe do that. Like try to form his own little group to go against them, his own little corporation. Yeah. Or to be that like voice that what kind of what Stormfront pretended to be, you know that voice like shouting into the the blackness like ah raging against Vaught. Maybe you could pick up a following that way.
0: Either way, it's just it's so exciting to think that this show, like it kind of came for for us at least it kind of came out of nowhere in terms of like how unpredictable it could be. I've heard of the boys comic run before. I've I've dabbled mm-hmm. like I'm not a huge comic book reader. I've dabbled, but I when episode one. Huey is standing on the curb and she gets plowed through. So little Easter egg ish thing. That character who I can't remember his girlfriend's name. Oh God, wow. it's escaping me. But she's, she's played by a character in one of my other favorite shows, letter. Kenny love Canada. I, it's the second time. Yeah, TV has yeah. come up. We're going to do a whole episode um, about of convenience. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think from like that second, I was like, Oh, this is something completely bonkers. and, It's funny because it came out four months after the Umbrella Academy, which I think tried Mm -hmm. to do that too. And then a year after the Doom Doom Patrol, which I would say succeeded in doing that as well. So now we've gone from this very straight-laced, very you know, not like predictable but very standard superhero show film. Now we're getting this weird one-off stuff. The Boys, Doom Patrol, like I just said. And now with uh, Miss Marvel coming up. and, And so like I think that's a really, and even WandaVision could be pumped in there. I think mean, this is a really wonderful time to be a fan, either casually or hardcore, for any sort of this medium. It's a great time to be a nerd. Because there's so much variety.
2: You know, you exactly. can look, if you want your satirical superhero stories, you can go to the boys. And you know what? I thought about it there for a second, and I got a prediction for you, okay? Because mm-hmm. with the boys, I always ask myself, whats what is, what, are the, what is there to satirize? You know, they've gone after the Gulf War, which the original book, Kind of did. I think you're going to see a presidential election between Victoria Newman and Homelander.
1: Wow.
2: Yep. Vought plays both sides. Homelander's going to decide to do it on his own. He's going to go rogue. He's going to be that celebrity who feels like he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And he's (laughs) going to go in for it. And uh, he's going to get in there and mess stuff up like that. Him or Soldier Boy would be my guess.
1: Yeah. Now, that one scene that they showed um in the boys season two where he basically heat visions fries everybody mm-hmm. do you think we'll get, we'll get to that point you think it's this season or do you think maybe season four
2: no it's not the, it's later it's not going to be this season i don't
1: think later. i think four okay.
2: or five uh okay something, i don't want to say spoilers for the books but like similar things occur in the books that have a different yeah. twist in them that would be even more interesting if they did in the show um yeah No, but it's definitely like, that's the great thing about that scene. You know, it's under the surface. You know, that's what he wants more than anything. Like he
0: fantasizes about that.
2: You know, it's only a matter of time. That's what makes it brilliant suspense. It's like the bomb under the table that Hitchcock talked about.
0: We'll transition the movies, two more stories, and then we'll get going. Um, So in the movie section, again, the full movie section available on Monday. We just have a couple quick hits here. Spider-Man 3 and the craziness this week that was what in the hell is this film's title you have multiple actors in the films tweeting out official unofficial well unofficially official logos with different titles you're like oh it's this it's this it's this everybody's theorizing somebody actually nailed it two years ago on twitter it was awesome to see that uh, surface today and get all the likes and all the retweets but they finally landed on no way home and I mentioned earlier when we talked about the movie theater stuff that the marketing around this is what's interesting more to me than the name is right under the name No Way Home. It says uh, only in movie theaters this December. We know it's December 17th now. But what do you think of the marketing very upfront of this is not coming to a streaming service. You're going to have to go to a theater if you want to see this movie. Sam, I'll start with you.
1: Uh, is our theaters even going to be open by then? Right yeah i I, I, would like to think so i I don't again at at that point if i'm vaccinated okay i could see that but if not i'm gonna have to avoid social media for three months and wait patiently
0: ryan what about you as theaters are opening up where you live
2: i think that's a big indication that sony doesn't own a streaming service and couldn't find anyone to stream bond at the price they wanted Mm -hmm. that that's really what that means to me i i I do think we'll be in theaters by December. I think that'll be, I think that, you know, barring horrible new strains or a completely new outbreak that the vaccines can't handle, I think we'll be in theaters then. Um, I don't have a problem with it. You know, they couldn't, if world events change, they can backtrack it. If they don't change, then they're giving us hope. They're being Spider-Man. They're being optimistic and saying, no, we're going to be here. We're going to do this together. This is the moment, you know. Uh, Marvel hasn't done that. You know, they've switched dates around, but they haven't been firm or confirmed or denied a Disney Plus premium.
1: Yeah, we're still waiting for uh, Black Widow.
2: <laughs> I know. And Eternals and Shang-Chi. And that's all coming out this year, right? And Doctor Strange. Yep.
1: Suppo- yeah. Supposedly. It's, yeah, supposedly. I mean, that's I, don't so want, nuts I don't to think
0: too.
2: I don't want them on Disney Plus. Yeah. I want to go to the theater and see them. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, mean, I think we saw that with with New Mutants, though. New Mutants apparently had some, you know, this is speculation, but apparently it's something in the contract where it's, you know, it has to release theatrically. Some people are speculating that that's the same thing with Black Widow is they signed an agreement. They can amend that agreement, but that's an expensive amendment. Um, you know, I watched New Mutants. It was just about as meh as it could be. Right. I personally think Black Widow myself, too, is, is another film I'm not. Uber excited for. I don't need a '90s prequel on somebody I know the fate of. Mm. Um, it's probably ten years too late, in in my opinion, to come out. But with with the Spider Man three news, you know, I agree to a to an extent. You know, like it, it gives us hope and this that the other. But I thought the firmness of it only in movie theaters. It also put a permanence on it that what if there is a new stream? What if around Thanksgiving something happens? I know they can just delay it, and that's probably the easy route. And But, but Disney Plus has already, in a year, half of the subscribers that Netflix has. They have 86 million or something like – 96, something crazy wow. like that. So it's not like you're bastardizing your film by throwing it on a streaming service. You're bastardizing the experience like you had yeah. mentioned but to 96 million people who would probably gladly throw a 20 spot you know at least a large majority of them down to watch us on a Disney plus premium almost like they did for Mulan you know i think when they were very stern in that i think it could have been just a slight misstep in your your permanent you're stamping something that with it being so far off i don't think it needed to be stamped just yet you could have given us that in july or june
2: but i think doing that makes more sense than what warner brothers did where they said Everything's going to be on streaming no matter what. I'm really? reaping
0: the benefits of that, though, because I listen, I have a giant entertainment center in, in front of me right sure, now. Sure. Godzilla versus Kong is going to be on this couch. Mortal yeah. Kombat is going to be on this couch. I am excited for that. I'm also that's a loner. So that is the directors off. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like right. the, Dune and, was,
2: like, Dune. and, and uh, Christopher, like they're not it doesn't seem like they're a studio right now that talented people want to work with or at least are trying to push the talented people away as much as they can. Um, I, I think that was a big mistake on their part because I think what they're doing is trying to read the tea leaves and say well this is just where it's going. Like pandemic yeah, or no right. this is cheaper for us and we don't have to share profits with movie theaters but man once that piracy starts to take a bite out of it. You know digital piracy is very very easy when something's posted on a streaming service you know. if I, I mean I have a screen capture program. Absolutely. I could pirate it if I wanted to you know. I yeah. I hope it doesn't stick. I was disappointed when I saw that.
0: I, I To your point, and then we'll move on, is not only do I think they were trying to predict where it's going and just get there first, I also think they were kind of force it. They're also having, they're trying to force it themselves to get there. Like they're the ones trying to push it in mm-hmm. that direction of, well, if we do it, maybe other people are going to do it. Not expecting the backlash that, you know, the Dune team comes to my mind of like, they were very vocal with lawsuits and things. They do not want this to happen. But at the end of the day, we just got a release date last week, and they're going to move forward with it because that was what was in writing, and there's really nothing they can do. Yeah, and I I said it's great for consumer. It's pretty shit for business. That was my kind of take on the whole thing.
2: If I had a guess regarding the Marvel movies, I would say stars like Scarlett Johansson have a pretty big profit sharing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deal under contract. It's really hard to work around too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're on a little bit of a Bluetooth delay, I think. So. A little bit. Yeah. Sorry I, about that. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's it's no problem. That's what the magic of editing is for. Uh, so. <laughs> and. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right, last last story, Ryan, and we'll let you go. Uh, Mission Impossible Seven and A Quiet Place Two, and my personal favorite of the bunch, the new Paw Patrol movie are all coming to, they're going to debut on Paramount+. Plus. Hey, Sam was shaking your head. I got a two-year-old, all right? <laughs> she likes the Paw Patrol. Uh, <laughs> they're going to debut on Paramount+, Plus 45 days after they hit theaters. As a matter of fact, I was reading in that article, too, that, uh, Ryan, you had kind of mentioned no, Sony couldn't really find a buyer for Bond. Apparently, they did. Apparently, Bond is even going to come to the service 45 days after it hits theaters, whenever Oh, I hadn't that, heard that. That's great. Yeah, whenever, whenever that will be. Now... That's for the bigger tentpole movies, for the smaller, just normal theatrical movies. And I don't know why they're putting the Paw Patrol in the 45-day thing. Uh, they're also going to do a 30-day program with the smaller films where 30 days after they hit theaters, they go on Paramount+. Plus. My question to you, Ryan, is not that – again, the news isn't that it's happening. The news is the fallout. Do you think people will just wait their 45 days – get their seven day free trial of paramount plus, and then just go to town there as opposed to going to the movie theater and paying.
2: Some people, but I, if you're the kind of person who's going to go watch mission impossible in theaters, you're going to go watch it in theaters. You know, I don't Sam,
0: that's Sam.
1: (laughs) I I love Mr. Impossible,
2: And there's nothing wrong with that. Like these latest movies, like they're on a fucking tear. Like I'm really enjoying, um, if you're the kind of person who really wants to take your kids out to the movies to get them to the fuck out of the house, you're going to go watch Paw Patrol. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> have to wait that 45 days. You know,
0: I, I yeah. think
2: 45 yeah. days is pretty good. That's pretty conservative, actually, for what they could do. It's
0: it's just it's almost about what a normal theater theatrical run is, yeah. anyway. Yeah, 40, I mean, 45 days, right? Yeah, depending. Yes, yeah.
2: well, I remember you're like six weeks. As soon as um, I think, X Men was the first movie that made more on its DVD sales than it did in its theatrical the opening. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like the yep. opening of it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of opened that box of like the the dates for where it runs in the movie theater essentially made them break even, and they were advertisements for the DVD. And I don't think they make enough on streaming to quite do that. But then again, if you're like if you're hosting the streaming service yourself, you're not just getting money from Netflix maybe yeah. that maybe it's reached that tipping point you know yeah where it's just, and like
1: i'm just going to at least like for us like you know, people you know you're on youtube we do a podcast something like at least for me you're more on social media social media a lot and I, i'll be pissed as shit if if i i was a day or two later a week or i wanted to wait and i got spoilers just to give you a horrific spoiler thing that happened to me i remember going to see i think it was episode seven was it, it was episode seven i'm literally about to leave my house to go see the movie, I just i go i go on Instagram. Oh, my buddy's sister! I'll, I'll never forgive her. Screenshot, <laughs> screenshot, right right through his chest. That's what I see leaving my house to go to the theater. I was I, I literally wanted to just jump out my window, but like, oh, that's it. I was so pissed off. So it's like that's the thing where I may go to theaters because if that happens again, I'm gonna come find you.
0: To to double down on that story, you were seeing it with me, and it was at eight o'clock in the morning at, at our local theater. Oh, and the, and so I got there at like seven. I'm a, I'm a moron. And Sam walks in with the biggest snarl on his face. He stands next to me. I'll never forget. It. He goes, "It's fucking spoiled." That's the, that's what he said. And I was like, "Well, don't tell me. I don't want to know." Yeah, so so snarl-
1: I, I just sit the whole time. It just you you knew it's coming. It's coming. You say it. I just I, I was like, "Oh god, damn you." When the scene yeah, happened you in did, question, you know that was
2: going to happen anyways. Like
1: we, we did, I, but I, it's
0: like yeah. one of those things where you. Didn't I would have liked like not going in
1: like the entire time. It's already in my head. Like, okay, uh, when is it going to happen? You know.
2: God, what a shitty post. That's terrible.
1: Yeah, and know, and, and, she, and she did it on spite. Like, f you, nerds. I was like, ah! Sh- it worked. Sh- yeah. <laughs> I'm still pissed. I'm, you can talk about it, tell about the of my voice. I'm t- I'm pissed off. I was still. Right. I'd, I'd be even more pissed off
2: at how bad the movie was. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, okay oh, wow. i wanted to mention this earlier one of the best memes i ever saw they said bill burr had more story arc than finn had in three whole movies
2: it's true he also got a better and much more enriching backstory than kylo ren did oh,
1: that the, the last at least the last eight and nine for me i'm on record saying i i hated them seven ah it was okay. I would have rather not known the spoiler, but seven was the best out of eight and nine.
0: Seven was a new hope part two. I mean, like that's it's the same it was, movie. It was, yeah. The yeah, it, was. it was just a remake of 4. It was, it was better it was, than eight and nine. That's right. That's where I'm at. I thought I thought uh eight and nine. Unless you think different Ryan, do
1: you think eight or nine's better than seven?
0: Yeah, eight is. Right, Ryan John. he said earlier Ryan Johnson should have written it. Okay, the okay, show. that's You wanted yeah, to finish it out.
1: Yeah. Come yeah. on yeah, now. Sam what, what active what made you, listening. What made, what made you like that movie more than the other two? Well, I can't even talk about Rise of Skywalker.
2: That's-, <laughs>
1: That's so bad. As soon
2: as he said, you're a Palpatine, I was like, That's all right, so well. It was yep. like, you know, the Looney Tunes cartoon where the fox and the sheepdog check in? or not.
1: The oh, fox. yeah, yeah.
2: That was basically me. I was like, okay, well, I just punched my card out and I like, put on my hat. <laughs> like, I'm done with this movie after this point. And it just got worse after that. Um, <sighs> seven, I watched, I'm like, I'm like, I know that. It wasn't just that I knew the whole story because of New Hope. I was also going, hey, this is a direct fuck you to George Lucas. The first line is, hopefully this will begin to make things right. Okay, so that's a yeah. fuck you to the guy who yeah. made the prequels and been in Star Wars. And then, um, then I was like, this is, this is pointless. Like, why did the original trilogy exist if the exact same shit, if the Empire just came back? And, and why didn't we get the actual story? Because the actual story is, how, how did this kid this like heir to the, to the kingdom, what happened in his life that made him do this? You know, like that to me was the most interesting part. And instead they replaced that with like, here's another desert orphan, here's another dead mentor. And instead of like saying, well, how, and Star Wars was like, okay, here's how good becomes evil and how the next generation can redeem it. So the next one had all these other answering, all these other interesting questions they could answer. Like, here's this fledgling government, the new Republic, they're under threat from some other force pirates or whatever, like George Lucas was going to do. Well, how do they respond to that threat? Do they go too far? Like the empire does the younger generation, like Kyle, like Ben Solo. Do they want to be more evil? and go? There's a jillion fucking ways you could have told this story. They didn't have to have kids. Luke could have had kids. Like they could have done anything and they fucking did a new hope. Yeah. And, he- and Luke Skywalker was too powerful in the early drafts. So they put him on a fucking mountain so he could wait the whole time. Like, Tell a story, grow some balls. Yeah. I hated Force Awakens, yeah. and say what you will about Last Jedi. Like I do think that like the pacing of it gets weird and stuff. But like, Ryan Johnson understands Star Wars more than JJ Abr- Abrams ever do- ever could. Because JJ Abrams simply wanted to tell a story using nostalgia as a tool. Ryan Johnson wanted to tell a new story.
1: Now, is it Ryan Johnson? Is he still doing a trilogy? He is. Yeah, that's what they said recently. Yeah. Okay, he is.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, very recently too. I think they well. I think we reported that same. It was the girl who tweeted it out randomly yeah. and then he followed her and then everybody's yeah. like, it's confirmed. <laughs> and I'm like, nothing is confirmed. He's allowed to follow who he wants to follow. That is, that is how we're going to wrap the show um, a little over time. So first and foremost, for everybody to hear Ryan, thank you so much for hanging a little over the time. So yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, I, I get to ramble sometimes. That's so my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm usually the verbose one. Sam will tell you, I can, I can talk up a storm. It was nice. This was probably the episode I've done the least talking and it was, Really nice to just listen.
1: No, no, I was going (laughs) to say, I I love sitting back and letting you two go. Like, I was just like a kid at a candy store. (laughs) This was awesome. This I was a lot of fun. To, yeah. Uh,
0: so, so Ryan, if you could just hang on the line, uh, just one moment when we're done here, that would be great. We just have one more question for you after we're done wrapping, but everybody, thank you so much for hanging out on this very special bonus episode of we podcast. And we know things again, check Ryan out on screen crush on YouTube and at Ryan airy, uh, all one word on Twitter. You can go check out and, and actually in <clears throat> kind of uh, in yourself into his theory videos and stuff. Cause every single Friday, Hey, uh, to my followers what theories do you have what easter eggs do you have and you can be a part of the show nothing like it on twitter super cool guys. so thank you for so much for hanging out with us we'll see you on monday for part two of episode 226
1: this episode was brought to you by your mom <laughs> nice <sighs>